Welcome to Hope for Living with pastor, teacher, and certified mental health coach, Dr. Shannon Eaton. Listen to an encouraging message that is designed to help you build your faith, restore your joy, and renew your hope. What is up, friends, and welcome to Hope for Living. We're so excited to be with you today. The whole purpose of this podcast is to encourage you, to lift you, uh, to help you to see that your tomorrow can be better uh, than your today and your past and your history does not have to dictate uh, your legacy and your future. We are building faith, renewing hope, and restoring joy. And so we're grateful uh, to be with you this week, and I'm excited to share with you. Um, It is a week uh, that... We, we have a day called Giving Tuesday, um, and I want to share with you some things, not so much about giving, but about believing God for more and believing God to do uh, amazing things in your life. And I want to talk to you uh, from Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 54, verses 1 through 4, if you're following along. And I just want to share some principles very quickly with you, uh, because this is a time and a season in the lives of people no matter where you find yourselves, that you're going to have to walk by faith. You're going to have to believe that what God showed you is going to come to pass. You're going to have to believe that the promises of God are sure. You're going to have to believe uh, what God said more than what you see. You're going to have to determine what voice you listen to. Why? Because the voice you listen to is always the voice you're going to believe, and the voice you believe is the voice you're going to follow. And so we want to make sure that what we're hearing in our life is the voice of God. What we're following is the direction of God. What we're pursuing uh, is the vision that God has for our lives. And when we do this, we'll find uh, that when we apply even the principles that I'm going to share with you about walking in vision for your own life, you know what you're going to catch? You're going to catch a vision for hope. You're going to catch a vision for generosity. You're going to catch a vision for, for, for participating and seeing God build everything that he wants to build in your life. And you're also going to see uh, and, and grasp a vision uh, for God doing greater things, not only for you, but in you. Um, and not only in you, but through you. And so that's why, as I share these things with you from Isaiah, uh, that you're going to be challenged to walk by faith. You're going to be challenged to look at your life and say, uh, I need to make room for what God wants to do in my life. And so many times the things that keep us uh, from doing the, what God wants us to do and following that assignment that he has for our life is simply past, it's, it's past failures. It's looking at our current circumstances. It's the scarcity mentality of saying, I don't have enough. Um, when really, uh, what you have right now is enough for God to use, uh, to begin to launch you into your next and launch you into your future and launch you into, uh, the purpose and the plan, uh, that God has for your life, but it's going to take faith. Uh, Paul said, or the writer of Hebrews, rather, was believed to be Paul. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So uh, we often hear it said in the world, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I want to challenge you that maybe we need to be in a place where we're believing it until we see it. Or when we believe it, we will see it, however you want to say it. But it is the, the, the way of this world is seeing is believing. The way of God is believing, is seeing. Uh, I like to say it like this. 
when we walk by faith, we're actually walking by sight of a better kind. Uh, Paul said this, we walk by faith and not by sight. But when you begin uh, to walk by faith, you're walking in a way where the promises of God become more real to you than the promises that you're facing. Uh, the certainty of what God has said overshadows the circumstances that you're dealing with. Um, it, it allows you in seasons of your life to, to look past sickness and see healing, to look past lack and see provision, to look past fear and see strength and courage and hope. And it begins with saying, I'm going to walk by faith. And, and why is it important? Let me, let me share something personal with you. To me, this is important because I have two small children. Um, one is seven and one is four. And every time I look at them, I, I begin to think more and more as I get older about the legacy that I will leave them. And it's not a legacy of things and material possessions, but at my heart is to leave them a legacy of faith. Um, I want them to see that daddy walked by faith. He walked in the hope of the promises of God or his life. Why? Because there's going to come a time in, in my life where my children are going to have a promise from God or they're going to have a vision that God places in their life. And I want them to see that when you trust God and when you depend on God, that God will come through and he'll work out every plan and detail of your life after the counsel of his own will. You know, Proverbs says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. What? But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path or make your path straight. The idea of, of what uh, Solomon is saying here is that we can trust our way or we can trust God's way. We can lean totally on him or we can rely on our own understanding. And the reality is that if we're honest, and many of us need to be. Our own understanding gets us in trouble. Our own view, our own perception uh, gets us in trouble. Why? Because what we perceive a thing to be is what we will receive it to be. And this is so important. That's why we have to make sure that we're looking um, at things through the lens of faith. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If you don't look at your life and look at things through the lens of faith, it will be difficult for you to obey God uh, when he challenges you to do things that sometimes by these natural circumstances uh, don't make sense. And so that's why we want to live lives. And it's not that we do this perfectly, but we want to live lives that are marked by dependence and reliance on God, uh, trusting him to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to his power working in us. And so I know that was a lot of introduction about faith uh, because what I share from Isaiah, you're going to see why this is important. But let me give you some principles just uh, for the beginning. And I believe that um, truthfully this is one of those uh, teachings and times together that your faith will be built, your hope will be renewed, and your joy will be restored. Um, and so the first principle I want to give you is that God calls us to make room for the promise. God calls us to make room for the promise. Here's what happens. And this is what many times we get discouraged by. And it's the fact that God will make a promise to us. He will show us something that he wants to do in our lives. He will uh, paint a picture for us of what he wants us to do. And the challenge is we, we don't see that thing happening. We don't see it coming to pass. It's, it's taking too long. And 
what, what ends up happening is we give up, we throw it away, we think God didn't tell us anything, we think God didn't show us anything. Uh, and the truth of the matter is when God makes a promise to us, uh, the very first thing that we need to do is begin to order our lives and prepare uh, our lives and, and make room for the promise. It's just like um, in, a, in a house where you might be getting some new furniture or some new things coming in. And if that thing is bigger than your capacity at the time, then you have to do a couple of things. You have to increase your capacity. And the only way you can increase the capacity is by either moving furniture out or moving it around so that what is coming in will fit. And many times in the things of God, the plan of God for our lives, he makes a promise. But we have so much clutter in our minds and in our hearts that there's no room for the promise that he wants to bring. So what he goes to work on us in by the power of the Holy Spirit is to make room for what he wants to do, to make room for that. And some of us, we need to make room in our minds and our hearts and our thinking um, in our areas where we maybe could be more kind, more generous, more helpful, more more prayerful. Uh, The list goes on. And it's not a checklist of things, but there's things in our lives. Each, every one of us has a place that we need to begin to expand and make room uh, for what God wants to do in our lives. So we have to make room for the promise. Here's the second principle that I want to give you. Never complain about what you do, what you don't have when you can prepare for what God wants to give you. Never complain about what you don't have when you can make room for what God wants to give you. And this is why uh, this is so vitally important in our lives. I don't want you to miss this. So many times when God paints a picture for us, so many times when there's an opportunity uh, for God to, to do something in our lives, what we do is we immediately speak to ourselves and, and, and speak even back to God about what we can't do. Uh, you can even point to a time in your own life where maybe God was challenging you in an area of your life. He was stirring you in an area of your life. We've all been there where he's been dealing with us on an issue and fear and doubt make us feel like we can't do. Watch this. How, it doesn't even sound rational when we say it slowly how we cannot do what God told us to do. (laughs) And the the truth of the matter is, is that we can do what God wants us to do. All we have to do is ask him for help and wisdom on how to do it. But the other aspect of this is we should not make room. We should not complain about what we don't have when we can prepare for what God wants to give us, because God always wants to bring more into our lives than we believe that, um, He does. God always wants to do more for us than we're asking him for. But it comes to a point in our life where we have to trust and we have to believe. And we and and the proof, hear me, the proof of belief is in our action. In other words, when we believe that it's going to rain, we move differently. We get an umbrella. We get a raincoat. Uh, When we believe that's going to be cold, most of us (laughs) will put a jacket on or sweater on. So the proof of that belief is in the action that we take based on uh the information that we're given. Uh, So I've already said this, but I want to reemphasize this in walking by faith and in preparing for uh, what God wants to do and then expanding the expanding that God wants to do in our life. The voice we listen to is the voice we will believe and the voice we believe is the voice we will always follow. Hear me take inventory of the voices in your life. Take inventory of, of the things that you're allowing into your spirit and into your heart. 
um, this is so important because they will dictate um, the actions that you take. They'll dictate the steps that you take. They'll, they'll dictate how willing you are to walk by faith. The Bible says this, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, faith is not, it, it, it doesn't come. It comes by what is coming into our listening. It comes by what is coming into our hearing. And ultimately that affects our actions. And this is important because of the next principle that I'll lay out for us, that God's wisdom seldom looks like man's wisdom. God's wisdom does not look like man's wisdom. And and this is important because often God will, will call us to do something and it simply doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And so we reject it because we cannot logically understand it. That's why it takes faith. So faith speaks to what God has promised before it sees what God has promised. And I'll go, we go to uh, Isaiah 54, and you can see exactly what we mean here. In verse 1, it says, Shout for joy, O barren one, you who have borne no child. Break forth into joyful shouting and cry loud. You who have not, you have not travailed. For the sons of the desolate, one will be more than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. So he's saying that, that he's, he's asking the people to do something based on something that's not happened yet. So faith begins to speak and it begins to speak boldly, even though we've not seen any evidence, hear me, any evidence at all that what we're believing for is actually going to come to pass. This is someone he's, he speaks of, of one who's barren, one who's not given birth, one who's not travailed yet. He's saying that in the future, that you're going to multiply, you're going to increase. So I want you to shout for joy. In other words, before my condition changes and my position changes, then I've got to make a proclamation of, 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 of faith that God is going to do what he's promised. Why? Because God calls us to be bold even when there's no visible proof of what he's promised. It's easy for us to be bold when we already see all the evidence. It's easy for us to be bold when we already uh, experienced that. And it's not really faith, but there's a boldness and a faith that God wants us to demonstrate when everything on the outside looks like it's just not turning out, looks like it's not going to happen, looks like it's not going uh, to work out. We've got to stand on the promises of God's word and we've got to be bold and firm in our belief that he's going to do what he promised. If you're taking notes, let's keep going. We're called to be moved only by what we believe, not by what we see. So oftentimes we're swayed in our life. We're swayed by circumstances. We Every decision we make is based on fear of the circumstances. And I'm not saying that we're not supposed to be wise and we're not supposed to be smart and intelligent the decisions that we make. But there is a point in our life that walking by faith is going to go against the grain of the circumstances. It's going to go against the grain of conventional wisdom. It's going to go against the grain of conventional wisdom, excuse me. It's going to go against the grain of what society is saying and doing. And trust me, when we many times when God calls us to step out by faith, when he calls us to expand, it simply does not make sense, but we have to do what he called us to do because everything that God asks us to do requires faith. Everything that God asks us to do uh, requires us to depend on him. And see, human reasoning, we don't like things that require us uh, to depend on on something outside of ourselves. That's just the reality of it. Um, 
as human beings, we like things that we can control. We like things that we've got a handle on and a grip on. And God says, when I call you to do something, you're going to need every, you're going to need my power. You're going to need my words. You're going to need, need my direction and my inspiration to do it. So whatever it is that you have on your prayer list, whatever it is that God is calling you to do, um, as we go into this new year of 2024, the vision that he's placed in front of you, I'm challenging you to walk by faith. I'm trying, I'm challenging you to be full of more faith that you've ever been before. I'm challenging you to plant more seed than you've ever planted before. I'm challenging you to be more generous than you've ever been before. Why? Because God uses these things to build our faith. He uses these things uh, to increase us in the future. I like to say it like this, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Um, but God never speaks to a person about a seed unless he's got the harvest on his mind. In other words, the, the, the seed... Once it's planted, it's the smallest that it'll ever be. <laughs> but once you plant it, whatever it is, time, treasure, talent, talent, whatever you plant, once you plant it, that's the smallest it can ever be. Because if it's watered properly um, and it's nourished properly, it's going to grow and be greater than you could possibly imagine. But that requires us to accept the fact that right believing leads to right behaving. <laughs> See, many times we, we understand why are my actions not aligned with the plan of God and the purpose of God for my life? And it starts with my believing. I've got to believe what he said. I've got to believe his path. I've got to believe that his purpose is better. I've got to believe that his way is better than my way. I've got to believe that his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And when I believe those things, my behavior, watch this, will align with what he's wanting me to walk out. Let's continue in Isaiah. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings and spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So he gives us, watch this, three words that we need to think about. And those words are enlarge, lengthen, and strengthen. And I want you to miss this. God is calling us in this season to enlarge, to lengthen, and to strengthen. What do you mean? Look at areas of your life where God is calling you on to enlarge. In other words, to make or become bigger or extensive. This is important. So, Everything that God wants to do, he needs room to do. If you're taking notes, everything that God wants to do, he needs room to do. So we need to enlarge. Second thing he says, to lengthen, to grow, to draw out, to extend, and to prolong. Whatever God calls you to do is going to stretch you. It's going to stretch you in intellectually. It's going to stretch you emotionally. It's going to stretch you physically. It's going to stretch you spiritually. It's going to stretch you in areas of maturity and character. So it's very important for us to not only enlarge, to become bigger and more extensive, but to grow. God wants us to grow. He wants us to, to be such that we are people that have longevity in the things that he's calling us to do. Uh, so it's very important. And the last thing is he wants us to strengthen. And that word means to fasten, to fortify, to secure, to repair to make mighty and courageous. So understanding that in the midst of all of this, we don't want to ever lose the fact that we want to be going stronger in the Lord. We want to be uh, stable and secure. We want to be mighty and courageous in the things of God and the promises of God. So remember, as we are going into 2024, as we're believing him, for the things that he's promised, we want to make sure that we're, get, we're enlarging, that we're lengthening, and that we are strengthening. I pray this is a blessing to you. Let's keep going. He says, for you'll spread forth. He's given the reason why. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess the nations, and it will resettle the desolate cities. So what is he saying? We have to prepare for what we don't see yet 
so that we can see what we've prepared for. <laughs> Let me say that again. We have to prepare for what we don't see yet so that we can see what we've prepared for. This is so important. Faith is building and doing the things that God called us to do when it doesn't look like there's any visible uh, reason to any visible. Anytime that God called somebody to do something, they were in the minority, first of all. Anytime that God uh, set an assignment for somebody, those assignments didn't make sense. That's why he could tell Abraham, you're going to have a child when you're too old to have a child. That's why he's going to tell Nehemiah to rebuild the walls when all the walls have been burned down. That's why he's going to tell Moses, take a stick and go deliver my people uh, from Israel. You know, so God is constantly calling people, men and women, to do things that don't make sense so that great impact can be made. We must prepare for what we don't see yet so that we can see what we prepared for. Let's keep going. When God speaks his promises to us, often we often focus on the here and now, and God is always thinking generationally. This is perhaps the most important reason for you and I to choose to walk by faith. And that's because we are thinking about right now. And when we think about right now, we make decisions differently than when we're thinking about two or three years down the road. And God is saying you have to walk by faith because this thing is not about you. It's not about just you. You have to understand that the things that I'm calling you to do now, and here's the harsh reality. You may not see the fullness of the blessing of God um, or the promise of God. You'll see the fullness of the blessing of God. You may not see the fullness of the promises of God because they're made to you, uh, but they'll be realized through your children and through your grandchildren. And I have to tell you that that removes a lot of the selfishness of the way uh, that we live in our day because are we willing to pray for and believe for and so for and be generous for something that we may not live to see? I'll just let you sit uh, with that one. Uh, and here's the last thing. He says, fear not, for you will not be put to shame and you will not feel and do not be humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. But you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. So what is he saying? We can't fear. And here's why we can't fear, because fear will paralyze us. Fear will paralyze us when faith is trying to move us. So you always have, anytime God calls you to do something, anytime he's moving or has promised to do something in our life, you have two things at work. You have fear and faith, and they are fighting each other. Fear wants you to stay where you are. Faith wants you to move into everything that God has for you. So you have to make a decision today that you're going to choose faith over fear. See, the walk of faith will never lead us to a place of disgrace and humiliation. This is why he tells us we're not going to be put to shame. Many times we don't do what God calls us to do because we say, what are they going to think? What if I fail? What if I stumble? What if I mess up? And God is saying, you're not going to be humiliated. Trusting me and believing me will never lead to humiliation in the end. It's so important. People may criticize you. People may talk about you. But let me tell you, do what Jesus did. Whether they were celebrating him or criticizing him, he just kept walking. And so I want to challenge you to keep on walking by faith. Here's the last thing, and we're going to close this thing out. And this is the hardest thing, I think, for some of us to do. But let me tell you, personally, it'll be the greatest moment of your life. Sometimes, hear me people, in doing what God has called us to do, we have to make a decision 
that we're going to lay down our dream and pick up his vision. There's a difference. We all have little dreams. We have dreams and hopes in our life that we want to accomplish. But sometimes God is saying to us, I need you to surrender your dream because my vision for your life is so much bigger. I pray that the principles that we've shared today have helped you to build faith, renew hope, and restore joy. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for my friends and those who've tuned in. And I pray that you will help them, that you will apply the help, help them to apply the principles of this, these, this time together. Lord, that they would be increased in faith. Lord, that their, their, their lives will never be the same, that they walk in a, a level of hope that they've never experienced before. For it's in the strong name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Listen, uh, we are grateful for you being with us today. Um, it's Giving Tuesday. So if this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to, to be a part of that. Um, you know, if you, if you follow this, you know the ways that you can do it. Um, you can check out uh, my Facebook page, uh, Shannon T. Eaton, um, and that'll show you some ways on how you can be part of that. Uh, we don't use this broadcast to, to solicit anything, but we will point you to, to how you can be a part of this in the future. Um, and we're grateful for you. And remember, let your faith be built, your hope be renewed, and your joy be restored. God bless you, and God keep you as our prayer. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for Living Podcast with Dr. Shannon Eaton. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged to apply the truths of God's Word to your everyday life. Until next time, keep the faith, hold on to joy, and live in hope.